welcome back to our low effort, low quality podcast. Although I guess now that we have a song, it's low effort, high quality. Yeah, we're going to try to get a song. I haven't put it in the garage band yet, but hopefully it'll be before. Somebody made us a song, a listener. Yeah, so we'll see if it appears in uh, in the front of this podcast or not. Yeah, uh, fingers crossed uh, we will have a song. Absolutely. So thank you. Uh, thank you for our song, our friend of the cast. Uh, I put out a big story. Yes, yes. Your story about Amber Wyatt and okay. Martin High School in Arlington, Texas. Where where we both went, you yeah. and me. Yeah, I have to imagine people listening to the podcast are aware of it, but if you're not, you can go to the Washington Post website I'm not, I guess it, you would search Arlington, Texas. That's the name of you it. You can go to my author page. You can go to WashingtonPost.com forward slash Elizabeth Brunig. Yeah. Search for her author page. You can go to our Twitters. I mean, it's all you over can, that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not exactly headlines, so it's a little bit hard to, yeah. uh, to find. But You can Google Amber Wyatt. Amber Wyatt. Yeah. Washington Post Amber Wyatt, I'm sure we'll, we'll yeah. pull up. And also our Twitters and all that. I mean... We've been pushing it out all week. Um, yeah, since Wednesday. So. Yeah, it's been a huge hit. I don't even know how to quantify it exactly, but, I mean, if you search it on Twitter, there must be uh, tw- 20,000 20 shares. Tweets, and yeah. um, Facebook, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it's just, you know, it's unbelievable. The response has been amazing. Uh, it's been really overwhelming. I mean, really... I uh, worked on it for a long time. Three years. I did work on it for three. You remember, uh, we lived in three different houses while I was working on this thing. We lived in that basement apartment. Remember that? Before we got pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Columbia Heights. I was working on it there. I uh, had that whiteboard with a web of names where I was I was clarifying everybody's relationship to everybody else. And uh, we worked. I was working on it there at the New Republic. I did a, that was when the people next door started remodeling their basement and uh, jackhammering the wall and I was trying to report and I would be on the phone and there would be this incredibly loud jackhammering and I would have to like go outside in the middle of August in DC and uh, that was pretty There were some interesting externality questions. Grew up, she's two now and and, uh, finally it's here. Yeah, it was an, uh, an incredible piece. I mean, it's I feel like it journey. was a perfect a perfect storm of, of everything to create a sort of perfect piece. The story is unbelievable. The reporting is unbelievable. The evidence, it's so clear. And then, you know, you've got best in the game writing skills i believe <laughs> i don't know about that amber I, no, i think so amber's really strong she's a really compelling figure but you put she, all that together she's overcome a lot and she's very tough the story itself the evidence and the writing skills can't be beat that's top notch that's the the top 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 journalism in my view <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just, um, I'm just still kind of like stunned that it's, that it's done. Like it, working on this, you know, I'm only 27, so like three years is a big chunk of your life. 
so like working on this has been a relatively big part of my adult life. I started to like working on it pretty much the first day I walked into the New Republic. Yes, this is basically your first piece of journalism in the sense of uh <laughs> yeah, more or less. When you started, obviously you've published things that have ended, you know, that haven't taken as long, but this was like yeah, this was like the first piece. Um, this was like the first piece I really pitched, really believed in, wanted to do, and then all of these strange events kept getting in the way. But I, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm never going to give up on it. I'm not going to publish it in a way that I'm unsatisfied with. You know, an o- the opening salvo, I believe, of the Elizabeth Brunick career. In um, many ways, I think it's the end. Act one. <laughs> I think it's. I think Should it's. Should we describe w- it? I don't know if it's weird to just talk meta about this. I guess we okay, just assume uh, people read read well, it. Well, if you haven't read it yet, it's about a nine thousand word story that has to do with an unprosecuted uh, rape that took place in my high school town in two thousand six. Uh, the victim's name was Amber Wyatt. She was a junior. She was sixteen years old. I was a sophomore at the time. We did not know each other. We didn't end up speaking until two thousand fifteen when I was a journalist at the New Republic and I, uh, I found her uh, and, and uh, tried to figure out what happened with this case, why it wasn't prosecuted and why it caused such an uproar uh, in our city. Uh, and it did cause uh, quite, quite a bit of, uh, quite a bit of uh, I- incredible uh, disruption in the town. People uh, harassing and bullying Amber, tormenting her, uh, giving her a hard time uh, there was graffiti on the school. People wrote things on their cars, sort of tawdry acronym. Um, and uh, and we figured it out. Yeah, you figured it out well, while you and Amber working together because she had to do a lot of work to get you records and stuff like that because she was a minor. All that stuff was sealed. So Yeah, we did work together on it. That's exactly right. And Amber... You know, when I first uh, approached her in 2015, I reached out on Facebook and I said, you know, you don't know me, but I remember you from all those years ago. And I was just kind of a weirdo and uh, I was, you know, just a nerd. We never met, uh, but I remember that incident and I want to know why things happened the way they did. And I'm a writer and I'm at this small magazine you've probably never heard of, The New Republic. Um, and I want to do a story on it. And she said... Well, let me think about it. I'm going to have to pray about it. She was uh, newly sober at the time, and she needed to talk to her sponsor. And sh- I was like, yeah, no no problem. Sh- obviously, it's deeply personal. You need some time to think about it, of course. And uh, she took a couple days, and she came back, and she said, all right, I want to do it. And at that point, she was ride or die. She was all in. And um, everything I, I asked her, she was 100% transparent up front. Um, every record we needed to get a hold of, she was completely game on, uh, on, on getting these records requests and going in and, um, I mean, it was really amazing. Uh, she's, she's very, very tenacious. She's very bold. Yeah. She's very strong. She's not a, uh, shrinking violet or, uh. No, she's. That's she the right has word. So much internal. She's like such an internal reservoir yeah. of strength. Like strong and not in the sense of like, oh, she's willing to tell the story, but just like constitutionally, just, uh, just, just 
just powers through whatever. Uh, yeah. It's kind of impressive. I it's, mean, it's extremely impressive. impressive. And she and she's motivated by a real commitment to other people who have been through this. You know, and um, I don't. I think I'm very. I'm very impressed uh, by her. And uh, tomorrow, I think we'll be going on all things considered together. NPR, National Public Radio. Amber and I. Um, there seems to be some legs, some some future life to the to the story, but I guess we'll see how we'll how see. much of it unfolds. Anything could ha- happen. Uh, maybe there will be a future life to my career. Already, hundreds of people have sent me emails saying you're not going to top this, so you might as well. Uh, what? Jump. What? Yeah, hundreds. Hundreds? No, that's yeah. not right. I've sent them all. Oh, okay, well, to if myself. you count your own messages, then sure. Yeah, and uh, and I find that a credible allegation. Um, no, this is this the beginning. That's my view. <laughs> so I just need to go ahead and end it now because this is it. I no. need to go out while I'm on top. People don't realize the level. The level of skill. <laughs> I don't know. I don't no, think I'm that's dead the case. serious. Like, I don't it's, think that's it's the incredible. Case. It's like basically people are like, well, she writes really good op ed articles and that sort of thing. They don't realize, like, during this process in which you're writing your op ed pieces and kind of getting those out, uh, that stuff is not back burner necessarily, but like, this was the meat. This is like, this is what I'm doing, is working on this. So, like, this is like the actual work. I That's was, my view. I was cooking this. Right. I mean, so it's time. like this is, you know, she's getting her pieces filed, of course, and they're good, if, you know, the day to day stuff. But like give her some time, give her some freedom and some resources. And like, I, I you know, th- I think you just keep hitting. I mean, it, you know, the skills are there, obviously. So. You once had a career. As a politician. Yeah, and as a lawyer. I've had a lot of failed careers. <laughs> well, uh, you, your personality. They all fail for the same reason. Yeah, they do because of your uh, your unwillingness to, uh, to no, just eat shit. I'm not the problem. Everyone <laughs> else <laughs> okay. is the problem. Yeah, well, everyone else has reckoned with the fact that in life you have to eat shit sometimes and, and you me. haven't. I don't have to, yeah. actually. You're not beneath the wheel. You've never been crushed beneath the wheel. Mm-mm. You're an unbroken spirit, man. You know, I you're the freest I ha- man. I'm. I keep. <laughs> I have future life. I'm <laughs> sure one day I'm gonna. My luck will run out, and I'll be homeless um, yet again. Um, but uh, for the time being, it's. Uh, yeah, you'll be like. What doesn't kill me badly. just makes me stronger. I just emerge <laughs> more powerful <laughs> at the end or end of it. But but yeah, you're right. When I was in so, you know, I hadn't thought about high school in a long time. Um, but in the aftermath of this, so many people have gotten in touch. I and figure so we on. should probably address why you don't remember anything about this, and it has to do with you being essentially you. Yes, this story was. Um, I had no awareness that any of this was going on, um, even though. The two perpetrators were in my grade and I knew them like once I was told who they were and I immediately could visualize. I had literally no awareness of this. Literally zero. Um, I wasn't socially engaged at that point. 
I basically detached from social engagement my sophomore year, not for any reason, not because I was bullied or anything like that, but just because, you know, I was tired of it. Um, and I don't know, maybe autism. I don't really know <laughs> what the cocktail of, of causes were, but yeah, so I didn't really, I, 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 I have a vague memory that I maybe I have invented because, you know, I don't trust memories all that well my own in particular but sometimes all your thoughts are misgiven where i gathered vaguely someone was talking about people got suspended from extracurriculars for alcohol and i'm now i'm sort of thinking maybe this is what that was about but i there was nothing about a rape there was i didn't see the 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 cars with the writing on it i was still riding the bus uh, i didn't have my <laughs> own car which is weird actually in in that high school yeah and that perhaps was really Texas more generally i feel like you were hella poor probably 95 yeah. percent of people had their car and yeah. if they didn't of course they had a friend i didn't yeah. have any of that so i just ride the would ride the bus you were like the one upperclassman uh, on the bus i was uh yeah yeah, yeah. no there was, was all like you freshmen. and freshmen yeah yeah it was good, though. They left me alone, yeah. the freshman on the bus. Yeah, well, you also um, look like a school shooter. And so I, I, I was not privy to the uh, to the parking lot riding because uh, the bus uh, picks up uh, not in a sort of different place. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so I was just detached, and I had no awareness of this really Didn't whatsoever. did your, your friend Rai Rai, his mom, was a 911 dispatcher? Yes, but I didn't ever talk. Yeah, people would try to give you information about this, and you'd be like, no, thank you. I don't know. I just, you know. people, And even now, when people try to gossip with Matt, they're like, did you hear blah, blah, blah? And Matt's like, I didn't, and I don't want to. Yeah. I'm good. I have enough info. Yeah, well, I, I didn't realize the stakes, or I didn't really, you know. I honestly, no one told me there was anything, you know. I don't think you can be blamed for not wanting to engage in... in in the gossip side of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know that, that but what would you have having, you know, speculated? Well, who knows? I mean, you know, I was a kind of an, um, an iconoclastic figure. So perhaps if I had known, I w uh, you know, not outside the realm of reason that, uh, might've, you could have led the, might've blown it up just like I blew up everything else campaign. in that damn school. I mean, you, so you're a big part of the, she is telling the truth campaign, honestly, because you were such a big part of supporting me while I worked on this. Well, that's you really were. Well, that's, you know, I, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know what that means. I, I encourage you, I suppose a little bit, uh, to you continue, also uh, gave me the contact information, uh, and names of a lot of football players I got in touch with who talked to me about the culture on the team. Oh yes. Well, so here's yeah. the thing. And I do think we should clarify. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there are a few things I wanted Clar to clarify because I've been really following the response. Clarity uh, must got, be given. I got my tweet deck out. I got my, th <laughs> I'm, I'm watching all the comments and stuff. Flowing. That's way more on top of it than I am. And because we couldn't, because you couldn't use the names of the boys because they were minors, the decision was made to call them the football player and the soccer player because that makes for a clean uh, way of describing them. Yep. And I think some people, they kind of was like, oh, these were popular athletes. These were big, big men on campus. This was not the case, no. not even remotely the case. You did mention in the in your uh, article that um, 
you know, Friday Night Lights suggests that, you know, in Texas, all the people come out to the high school games and so on. And this school was not like that at all. And so you had a situation where no one cared about the football team in the school. In fact, um, I remember because I was on the football team when I was a freshman and then I subsequently quit to do a competitive debate. Um, they would have to, um, the coaches would have to create penalties for people who didn't come to pep rallies. To That was like to entice us, to give us the proper incentives to actually show up to the pep rallies because otherwise a lot of players would not come to the pep rallies. They would just go home or go to lunch or whatever <laughs> and so we would have to run I don't even I don't remember what the penalties were but there were all sorts of penalties we had to do so so it's like the school doesn't care about football most of the people who not most but a large minority of the people on the team care so little about it that they won't even show up to pep rallies um, and then on top of all that the person in question wasn't was not a actually a player I mean there was the, there it was not a um, anyone could be on the football team as long as you signed up um and but he d- he did not uh he did not get a lot of play if any I don't actually think he got any play he was not a good he was not a good player um so none of that was going on I guess that's sort of the clarifier uh, which makes it I think more interesting because we told this story before oh the big man on campus they're kind of quasi celebrities in these towns not the case, not the case, and absolutely not the case. No, there's a clique of people. Yes, it is a social in-group, out-group thing. Yeah. There are some class aspects of it. There was webs of relationships that you did, weren't even able to go fully into yeah. that sort of solidified all of this uh, through the school yeah. and that sort of thing. There's, there's a group of people for whom... But this is not like the popular kids. I don't even know that we had a, that there concept. There are way too many. It's like a college. There, there are 3,300 kids too at many the school. Yeah, up, so it was yeah. like, yeah, it was sort of a, a social group locking around itself and using the power it had as a as a social group and as a well-to-do right. group as opposed to you know let's protect the star player that this no, this click could internally regulate because it's a you know it's a click of people it's a hierarchy inside and according to them they were the popular kids and they definitely were trying to emulate uh, you know, the football cheerleader athleticism thing. Uh, but in terms of school-wide, everyone else thought they were kind of dorks. I mean, like... It just was too fragmented. It was too, it was fragmented. Way too fragmented. There's no hierarchy. You, ha- you had groupings, but no hierarchy. It was way too fragmented with 3,300 people. I mean, definitely nobody was... Um, it must be said that they were, I mean, Amber was, uh, uh, you know, obviously a very pretty and very attractive. Well, you have, yeah, you have stuff like that where it's like, oh, this person is, you know, handsome or pretty or whatever. Like what I'm trying to get at here is that, uh, I was undeniably a loser. There is no one who would have said Liz is ranked highly in my social group. (laughs) Um, <laughs> like I, there is no group in which, no clique in which I was a ranking member. Yeah, in the uh, social milieu. Yeah, there was no milieu in which I was like an important uh, 
And I was also not in a clique, though I felt like I, I had somewhat of a strange... You had um, a following. Yeah, I had a... It's, it's like the whole thing my whole life, really. Yeah. It's like... You had respect. I'm a solo figure, but somehow, generally, people mm. are aware of me, and a lot of them are, are somewhat approving or think yeah. it's funny what I do. Um, yeah. That's uh, you, sort of you just have been the story of my great, life. You have a great bit. You have a great bit. But, I mean... Uh, it's it's important to distinguish the reason that there's no way in which I ever could have known Amber at this time is because I was such a loser. I mean, uh, well, you didn't run in the cheerleading cliques, and so I mean, obviously that's not going to play. And you guys were in different grades. I mean, there's a lot going on that would have separated it. I mean, and again, it's a giant school, you know. So one cannot possibly emphasize the degree to which i was a loser uh, overemphasize mm, i don't know i mean you know a lot of people and it's the thing you know people in school some of them are bookish i mean i i feel like people get a little bit too attached to that that thing and they kind of blow it up but you know i i <laughs> i was i've high school was not uh i was not cut out for that time in my life Sure. I I never liked dating. I was not good at impressing. I I don't do well in interview context, let's say. And high school, that's like one big interview, you know, where you're trying to impress other people and you're constantly trying to gauge, you know, am am I cool? Are people liking me? Are boys liking me? Are other girls thinking I'm cool? Am I doing all right? Am I getting by? And like, I just kind of like deflate totally under that pressure and I retreat into my own uh, mind and like I was like I I can't I can't compete and so I'm just going to focus on the things I find interesting which is like essay writing debate books comic books and um, and uh, you know for that reason uh, you know I was thought of as extremely weird and and, uh, you know which is I a fair guess. assessment. I mean, I feel like it's quasi-anonymous. I don't think anyone is thinking anything. It's just sort of like, oh, I don't know this person. That's just my impression. But I don't know. You were Your experience was your experience. I felt like I would, did not, yeah. Matt. I felt like people didn't bother me or think about me or worry about me in any Matt, way. Matt kind of, uh, meanwhile, sort of lashed out at the power. He fought the man. And and one venue was through the electoral system. Well, in a way, in a way. I don't know that that one was a huge battle against the man, per se. Uh, What triggered your decision to run for student council president? What were you trying to change? What was your platform? Well, so this is a thing, right? So, again, it's kind of strange because I am a bit of a loner at this point. But I wasn't a lo- I mean, I, I don't know. I've always, I was always a bit of a loner, but I was a little bit more social. Point being that, People who had known me since like fourth grade, which is when I came into this school feeder pattern, and people knew who I was. And I don't know, I felt like generally people had a somewhat positive assessment of me, whether they thought it was because I was funny or strange or Both. because I did stuff like this. But I, 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 I found student government to be quite an amusing concept um, at the time. Um, a lot of people of my, I guess, t- uh, t- way of thinking end up concluding, obviously, that, that this is a joke and it's sort of ridiculous that we even have this. Um, I still think it's a funny concept. Thing, and I remember, no, I remember being so amused by it when I was a freshman and people were running and stuff like that. And like 
you know, we had a school newspaper that they would print and you could read it. You know, it was like physical. And uh, <laughs> I still to this day <laughs> remember this guy and I knew who this guy was. And he was he was he was slow in many ways. I mean, <laughs> not in a in a clinical way, but he wasn't the smartest guy <laughs> and he was running for something. And I believe it was like secretary, which is again is a weird. Why? What is it to run for class secretary? What does that even entail? It goes on the resume, dude. It goes on the college resume. This kid was not going to college. I don't think. Maybe he did. I don't know. But they they force you to like pantomime an election, and so you have to like do an issue questionnaire for the school that. newspaper yeah, funny. and they asked this kid what's he gonna do and or what are his issues what are things he wants to see <laughs> improve that sort of thing yeah, funny. and he says that he wants the hallways to be wider <laughs> kick ass <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny even as a freshman i'm looking at this i'm like this is this is the most forest compass moron how are we gonna widen the hallways <laughs> are you true. as class secretary gonna get them to just demolish the <laughs> building yeah I mean, hell <laughs> yeah how is this gonna work this dude's thinking with portals this <laughs> fucking whips <laughs> <laughs> and so I always <laughs> found it quite amusing and so um and so I'd ran I ran um I ran as a sophomore for um student body president yeah. which was unheard of I believe at the time um that was, <laughs> was supposed to be only for juniors um but I was like well I'm a member of the student body so of course true, I should be true. able to run and at that campaign ended rather quickly um because I'd put up a number of posters. Um, well, so part of the joke is I don't know how you campaign to be student body president because there is nothing you can do. Yeah, you yeah, have no yeah. power. So how do you convince someone that you would be a good student body president yeah, yeah. in any normal sense? And so I developed a, what I thought was a very funny and sophisticated bit where I tried to sort of raise the stakes of the election and tried to in a way, highlight how absurd it is to even try to campaign, to even try to make a difference between me and the other candidates because there can be no practical difference in the way we govern because we don't have power. And so I put up posters that would, that, for instance, I guess the most, the most uh, infamous one that y you seem to bring up from time to time uh, was one in which I said that I was the only candidate for president who had disclaimed the actions of of Hitler and and the Nazis of Germany. <laughs> the others had not come no, out, and, and, and this was a true statement because, as far as I know, nobody <laughs> had disclaimed those actions. The other students um, running for student council president right. had not come out to denounce the Nazis. I was an an open anti-Nazi, anti-racist candidate um, <laughs> for the student body government. <laughs> these other students, um, other high school kids, were ambiguously. Their yeah, relationship I mean, to the Nazis they was could always You they, can denounce they, the Nazis at any you time. You got right now, right now. Put up your own poster and say, no, I too. Put up your own poster of a swastika with a cross sign over it yes. saying no entry. Well, and this is part of the problem. So I got disqualified, not just for that poster. I had a number of posters. One of them, uh, I had a series of posters that were based on biblical plagues. Yes. In which I said that if I were not elected, the plagues yeah. would hit the school locusts and these sorts of that things. That was also very offensive um, to the mostly evangelical. I don't think it was that offensive. I, I, I think they tried to pitch it as like threat. And I'm like, what do you <laughs> <have?"> 
<laughs> what I'm are you, God? going to uh, bring a swarm of locusts into the <laughs> school, actually. Uh, um, it's, a, it's a reference. It's a literary reference. You guys teach me about this in English class. Um, Your hatred of English is also... Uh, and um, well. but they but they, they go well. You can't have swastikas on your poster, and I'm like, the swastikas are marked through. You're you're against them. Yes, it is like a swastika with a no smoking sign around yeah, it. Yeah, like like, a like no I'm like sign, and and yeah. the the message. It's not like I'm playing around. Like oh, let me do a Nazi thing. It's very clear on the poster. I'm saying I'm not a Nazi. I'm and fully I'm, against them. And I'm implicitly accusing my opponents of being a Nazi. So yeah. But the, but the the rationale they use for disqualifying qualifying me was like you have offensive imagery imagery yeah. and it's like this is, that's a stupid like if you're trying to disqualify I me mean, disqualify me for saying i'm basically accusing my opponents of being nazis not for basically saying that i have nazi posters it didn't make any sense and it was by the way insane. in our high school you might have been right i mean throw a dart and you'll hit some maga chud Oh, so, yeah. No, I mean, I'm sure there were a ton frankly, of them. Frankly. And so then you're just like sitting in the office as they go over all the ballots with a big magic marker. Well, this was this was my first run for mm-hmm. office in which I was disqualified for offensive campaigning material. There's no standard, by the way, no case law on offensive campaigning material. It just seems to be a judgment call for the principal. Um, anyways, I run again in my junior year. Uh, I'm ready to go. Um, no swastikas this time. And mm-hmm. the weird thing happened the junior year, and that was that, as 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 I recall it, I was the only candidate to get my paperwork in on time. Uh-huh. Um, there were only two candidates for president that year, ultimately. And the other guy was, I don't even think he was that interested or his stuff did not come in on time. And that should have been it. Okay. Deadline yeah. is a deadline. I'm the only one in. I win by default. If you guys want to be sticklers for the rules, then. But the administration at this point, I'm very well known to the administration at this point for all sorts of uh, crises and um, controversies that I've been involved in. Um, they very clearly do not want me to be president. Yeah. I don't think I'm. They can't handle it. I think you would agree. That's not a conspiracy on my end. No, no, no. That's and so, true. oh, we need to extend the deadline and get someone else in. They get this other guy in. He's fine. I don't have any problem with him necessarily. Um, but he's the handpicked. He's the handpicked candidate of the administration, of the establishment of the school. Yeah. And, okay, fine, whatever. I so okay so we're gonna campaign so I come out again day one of the campaign with my posters right back on your bullshit I had a little bit of a different bit this time you know and my bit this time you know was one of my main bits and the one that got me in trouble was at this point I was a little bit upset by the um, religiosity of politics I mean we have Bush in the office at this time. Yeah. And then also in the school, there are these religious groups that are like, have a lot of power for some it reason. Was a, it was a very evangelical heavy area. Even that this, it's a student group. Like I remember there was a group, the, the seekers or whatever. Yeah, and they were called the seekers. And I swear to God, people would come back after lunch late to class and it'd be like, you're late. What's going on? Huh? And they're like, Oh, well, I was at seekers. Oh, okay. I'm like, what? You can't just, I was at Seekers. What is that? What? <laughs> this is a, what? You were at a religious organization. That doesn't make any sense. I didn't care about that in particular, but I thought it was weird. And I thought it was especially weird because, of course, insofar as the religious groups has a lo- have a lot of power and insofar, uh, you know, as campaigns are meaningless and uh, in student government, 
they tend to infect one another. So it's like, well, if I'm part of Seekers, then that makes me a better candidate, you know? Because, oh, we have a lot of Seekers, and I'm a Seekers guy. And it's yeah. like, well, what the yeah. hell does that have to do? You know, you, know, you can't run a, you, you know, you're not going to be a theocrat in office there. It doesn't make any sense. So my critique was going to be, implicitly, I, I read them as arguing that Christianity is in favor of their candidacy. That yeah. That's basically the game here. Mm-hmm. If you're saying I'm in seekers, therefore I should be voted for, what you're trying to say is that for some reason Christianity favors you as president of the student body at Martin High School. And then, of course, we got the Bush stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I put up a poster with, you know, a, a picture of Jesus Christ that I got from Google Image or whatever, and mm-hmm. I had put a speech bubble that had just said vote Brunig off of God. Off of his picture, <laughs> and it was a critique. It was a it was a very high level, very sophisticated <laughs> bit of very of, of very humor. high art um, here. And they said that was offensive as well and disqualified me. Uh, maybe they had a point. Now here's the problem. Okay. <laughs> okay. First off, they disqualify me. They give it to their their lackey. Um, every, I mean, come on. I know what's going on here. But second, here's the problem that I I never really understood, and that is, if the campaign material is offensive. Well, just take it down. Just say, okay, you Fair can't enough. do that. Okay? You should at least give me one warning. Yeah. Okay? Or, and, and, and from there, if you want to be like, look, we can't trust this guy. He keeps putting up offensive stuff. Then you should ban, ban me from being able to put up posters or ban me from being able to campaign. Why does the name come off the ballot? Yeah. You say, look, Matt, you made offensive stuff that's against our rules. And so we're going to have to stop you from campaigning. You can't campaign anymore. You've lost your privileges there. Okay. Why does the name come off the ballot? Why can I not still be voted for? Right. You know, we know why. We know why. And I tried to push my case to them. I said, look, just just take the posters off. I'll stop campaigning. Leave the name on the ballot. They didn't want that. Because ultimately, the real game was to keep Matt Bruning off of the student, student body president. That's the real game. That's my view. It was rigged. Absolutely. It's absolutely 100% rigged. 100% true. Um, Took you right off the bat. I think you still got some protest votes. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure I did. Um, but, you know, they didn't tally them. It was it was bogus. It was totally uh, rigged. Illegitimate election. It was a funny. It was funny. I mean, my schooling, my schooling, I felt like was a very funny you experience. You come in there and they're like, Matt, we're just trying to graduate you. That was it. This yeah. was how they tried to handle me in high school. Yeah. In elementary school, they went full punitive. Yeah. Um, it was a very interesting situation where I, I ended up with over 50 days of on-campus suspension in my sixth grade elementary school year. And that was their thing. They were like, well, just, and it was two days at a time. Yeah. They didn't give me 50 days for like one event. It was like two days of on-campus suspension, two days of on-campus suspension. And I also got one week of off-campus suspension. And they just were like... It was very much like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> like Pavlovian. Yeah. Like, they're just like, well, j- just keep hitting them with the discipline. Keep yeah. hitting them with the discipline. One day this will work. And, like, it didn't work at all because I don't give a shit. Um, and then <laughs> and then in junior high, it was a sort of mixture. They were managing it a little bit, and they were disciplining me a little bit. They were trying to maybe make things work. So, for instance, I got kicked out of my pod in yeah. junior high school. So, like, a pod was, like, a group of teachers yeah. that covered all the subjects. Yeah. Like, there was a history teacher, science teacher, whatever, and then they had, like, a group of kids that yeah. all went to that t- those teachers. Yeah. 
and like I got kicked out of my pod because I had problems with the teachers. Um, they had problems with me, really. I didn't hey, have Matt's problems with them. Never had a problem um, with anyone, honestly. I, yeah, I was fine with it, but yeah. they apparently had problems with me, and I got kicked out of that pod. And so it was like, well, let's just shift Matt into a new pod, and you know, he's only here for two years. And then I, but then they did kind of ratchet it up. And I remember in my eighth grade year, they uh, they basically ended my year uh, a week in advance they said you can't come to school for the last week of school <laughs> because we're, d- we're done with you um and i had to come in and, and do my exam separate from everyone else and then they just so problematic they just flushed me out what are you what are you um, gonna do if jane is like this oh it's good it's fun it's fine um, and then in high school i felt like so this was the weird thing also though and this was the thing that I felt like they ultimately, the high school was the most aware of and most aware of like the peculiarities of it and how you had to deal with it. Yeah. And that was that I was simultaneously one of, if not the biggest disciplinary problem in my element and uh, at all levels. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Um, but also highest academic achiever. Yeah. And that is a weird. That's rare. It's very rare. You, you do sometimes find people where people are like, this guy has a lot of disciplinary problems, and yeah, his grades suck, but if he's really smart. He, if he tried. If he tried. Yeah. This was a situation where it's like, this guy is in the office every day, and also he has the highest grades in the school. Yeah, doesn't um, have to try very hard. <laughs> and also, for some reason, uh, severe issues with authority, apparently uh, just for fun. And it's but like you were not very angry. No, you were never super aggressive. Uh, no, about it I thought it was funny, and, and it was always uh, it was always humorous to you. And so they kind of were like, um, "Okay, we just kind of need to get this guy through." Yeah. the punitive stuff's not going to work. It's weird, also, because he's like one of the top students. Like I was a National Merit Scholar in high school, which basically equates yeah. to being top zero point three percent of PSAT scores. Um, and, <laughs> and so they just kind of managed it and yeah. it was just sort of like, I remember when I got kicked out of academic decathlon, um, <laughs> How do you get I got kicked out of the, the class portion of that event. Um, and for the rest of the semester, the vice principal just like had me sit in her office and run passes. Yeah. And she was just like, you know what, man, whatever, dude, like. <laughs> we'll get you, you you know you'll get an a and we just just get through it i don't know what kind of game you're trying to play here <laughs> but it, it was so clear to everyone they just needed to get you into adulthood right and then it happened again when i got kicked out of my comparative government class yeah i remember um, that scandal it's the same thing all right S- in the vice principal's office running passes for the rest of the semester it was not a punishment really it you know um i wasn't disciplined it was just like and you ended up getting kicked off of your college debate team was yeah it was eventually kicked off the college debate team was that for 9-11 trutherism or for suggesting 9-11 was justified they said it was insubordination that's always the bullshit they okay. give you um <laughs> and then i was kicked off of my law school blog as well <laughs> and then and then kicked oh, off my job at the NLRB. Yeah, well, fired <laughs> is actually the word they use for that. <laughs> kicked off my job at Demos. Yeah, kicked off. Um, for tweeting. For tweeting. For, for spicy That's what I'm tweets. saying. Like, it, they were always very overreactive. Like, the thing that got me kicked out of my academic decathlon team was when I um, 
when I ran a counter recruitment campaign I remember against that. I remember the that. next year of recruits, I was telling them, stay away. You yeah, don't want to do like, this. this. This is bullshit. It's not what it purports itself to be. Yeah. You don't want to do this. Okay. And, um, and they kicked me off and I'm like, what's the problem? What is the problem? I can't tell them my opinions oh my God. on this class. It's like, well, it just makes me upset as a teacher. Oh I don't care. God. What do kids deal with it, buddy? Like, I'm not doing this in class. <laughs> um, I always found your antics extremely entertaining. But like, that's small in a, in, a, in a way, but it somehow blows up. Like, somehow I do small things that just get at people and just piss them off. Um, and I, I, I don't necessarily intend to, to do that. I'm not like a mastermind of like how to, how to annoy people, but uh, it seems to get there. You have um, this unquenchable thirst for justice. You have never bullied anyone, I don't think. I mean, there are people who classify what you do as bullying, and I, I mean, I guess I can't speak to their experience. And uh, you, you know, you're an asshole on and off. I, I guess I didn't on, do classic bullying online. Like um, but picking on weak people in high school, I didn't do that. Yeah, I, I, I don't think of you in that vein. I mean, you, you, you are, you are very, very committed to your idea of what is right. And uh, and I think you actually have a pretty pretty functional moral compass. I I know I I'm very bothered by my conscience. I once I know what the right thing is, I'm very troubled by it. I mean that's what that's what made Amber's case stick with me all those years. Once I have a sense that I know what the right thing was and that it didn't happen, I can't get over it can't get past it i mean you know that's just and you and you know that's part of my personality ruminate on it forever right you you know being married to you and, and what i always admired in you even when we were younger is that you always have the courage to kind of go for it and you'll be you'll throw it all away man i mean you'll you clear i guess mentally that's, you'll that's throw it all away it. you're like Looking at the tweet button and the word scumbag, and you're like, I just have to do it. Gotta do it. You're like, I just have to do it. I Gotta have to do, do it. it. I have to do it. I have to do it. And your whole life sitting there, your health insurance, your job, and you just hit the tweet button. And I'm like, dear God, you know what? But you're a free man. <laughs> free. It's still working out. I mean, it could be quite devastating. Um, Knife's edge. Knife's edge. It's it working could, out on the knife's it edge. It could be quite devastating at some future point. I'm sure point. it will be. Well, you, know, you, you would have Because we're building. We're building. You know, I've got my thank God to the crowd funders who yeah. listen to the podcast. Thank God to all the Patreon funders. That's how I'm going to have to like live is just to be like, all mm. right, I got my crew and they're here and they're going to support me in, you know, now, now I'm truly free. <laughs> As long as my crew is is happy with me, then it's good, and you know, yeah, um, that's a good way to be. Um, and thankfully, uh, it's working out economically for the time being. For the time being, it's very <laughs> unstable. It's not that unstable. Uh, I get about the same amount every month from the Patreon and whatnot. So, uh, um. I hope uh, I hope a lot of I hope that folks feel uh, or get some benefit from reading Amber's story, I know that I've gotten a lot of reader feedback from people who have had similar experiences. Um, and I hope it brings some peace and some healing to them and especially to Amber. Um, and I hope, uh, I mean, uh, I think for me, 
I can only speak for myself. Uh, the most important thing was just uh, doing the right thing and, the f you know, following up on a situation that I felt had never been handled right. That's an important thing to do. And I can't, you know, you got to listen to your conscience. Yeah. In this, uh, you know, in this life, you don't have any chances. It's hard. It's hard to go against the social tide. It is very, it's um, very tough. You know, I wouldn't say that to the extent that I have done that in the past, that that's a, a function of, you know, great courage is more of just a function of stupidity and autism. <laughs> um, so it's when the social tide you know, doesn't register to you, it's very easy to go against it. Yeah. It's like, um, well, the pressure doesn't register and not because, uh, I'm a saint, but because I'm diseased. <laughs> oh no, no, I, I, I don't, I've always felt like I didn't fit in to some degree just because I'm kind of a weirdo. And, um, like, uh, I don't know. I just always feel like I don't quite, like there's always something I feel like people look at me and know that I'm weird in some way, like just visually. Yeah, it's just anxiety. You just have anxiety. Yeah, right? I guess that's what it is. I mean, I feel like the way that I carry myself, the way that I dress, I'm always like, is what I'm doing with my hair right now? Is that giving me away as weird or, or I used to worry. I used to have a lot of anxiety in physical space. Yeah. Um, so I guess you would call it social anxiety, but even when I just like walking around, I was like, Oh, you know, people looking at me. That was more of a just, a, I think, part of the social anxiety aspect. That's mostly gone away. But I never had an issue with, like, verbal. Yeah. I mean, I did, like, in a social setting. But, like, I did debate, for instance, which is a very, on its face, a very social yeah. kind of thing. But it's like, no, no, I don't have an issue with that. It's it's more just other stuff. And, I'm yeah. all, and a lot of other stuff's gotten better as well. As was, so, you know. But uh, on some level, it's liberating because I'm, like, and, it, and it's part of what makes investigative journalism um, such a such a liberating forum for me is I'm like well I already am weird and bizarre so engaging people in this weird and bizarre fashion <laughs> it's sort of I'm not losing anything <laughs> because the the interaction was always destined to be strange <laughs> and uncomfortable <laughs> uh, so oh, you're very good at you're very good at social interaction I mean you really are at like putting people at ease and getting getting them to open up so no i, I think it's a that. skill it's a skill beyond just like being willing to power through uncomfortable situations i appreciate that i'm uh, i had a i had uh, i learned a lot reporting this i mean you know three years a long time i learned a lot yeah you're only gonna get better too that's the I thing know, i could get worse no the skills you know the way skills work they kind of accumulate until you get old and then they really collapse with <laughs> dementia and these <laughs> sorts of things <laughs> um but that's not for 40 years 50 yeah, years yeah i mean so. i have a while before i'm demented i hope yeah i don't know i i could become like a total resistance mom though and get really demented oh yeah you don't know like but yeah with the next kid i could like be knitting yeah a, that's a separate a thing though that, that one's not like the skills degrade it's just that you kind of lose your mind <laughs> this could happen you never yeah. know Oh, uh, I've seen know. many a people on. T I mean, you go on you Twitter every day, and it's just all people who've lost their minds. So <laughs> that's it. That's gonna be me, though. That's Maybe. gonna be me. Maybe. Hopefully not. That's gonna be me. And uh, I'm gonna knit myself a pink hat. 
And I'm going to knit a little one for Jane. Well, Jane. that's fine. I, I'm not saying everyone who, but like there are people on Twitter who definitely uh, have gone beyond. Uh, There's going next the level resistance march. moms on Twitter. Oh boy. There's next level. Oh boy. Oh my. That's a, that's a noise. I get some, you know, every so often, I don't know why Jackman does this, but they'll, <laughs> they'll repost my piece about Chelsea Clinton. Yeah. Um, and the resistance moms get in my mentions and just like go <laughs> f- fucking ape shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this piece is two years old. And yeah, also, yeah, don't like Chelsea Clinton's not a good figure for the Democratic Party to be getting behind. I'd still I still uh, stand behind that, folks. You never know. You never know. I could. Uh, I don't know. I, it's weird. I, it's very, you know, it's very. um I'm overwhelmed by the response and uh, I you definitely feel like I have a responsibility to the uh, you know a lot of people are telling me very personal things and I want to do right by them and you know, try to do my best and I definitely want to make sure that this story you know is, is as effective for people as can be yeah well Thanks for reading, you guys. Thanks for the tweets. Yeah, if you haven't read, read it, share it. It's yeah. one of the best, one of the best things that have been written uh, all year, easily, easily know. top five of the year. I, I don't, don't even know. About know. That. I don't when know you about combine that. the writing skill with the narrative itself, there are a lot of people who've had interesting scoops, but like execution-wise, peak, 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 peak journalism. That so is check very it out sweet to me. And that's my hype man he's my hype beast oh i'm very hyped i am very hyped about this that's I my mean, hype beast he's well because like i was saying at first it's like the stuff you put out on a day-to-day is obviously good enough that it's like you're in the what top two newspapers in the country and like you want you're you know holding your own really well and so but i felt like people they didn't realize even beyond that. It's like, no, she's not just like a top two newspaper op-ed writer. Like she's actually like, if you see what she's doing (laughs) behind the scenes, she's executing the top stuff in the country right now. And (laughs) finally you were able to put it out and show it. And then I'm like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. That's what she does. So I'm happy about that. All right, I guess we'll close it up and I'll try to get the intro music (laughs) on this thing. Yeah. So, but we'll see you guys later. All right. Love you guys. Nighty night. Bye. Bye.